Hello, Magical Mamas, and welcome to episode 26 of the Magical Mothering Podcast. I'm Dania Foster, Elemental Energetics Therapist and nurturer of mamas who are struggling with disconnect whilst raising highly sensitive kids. Today, I'm talking about the realities of motherhood rage. You can check out the show notes at daniafoster.com slash blog slash episode 26, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. So last month, my family went through a bout of sickness. First, my eldest daughter got sick. She's the most sensitive out of my children and she feels everything to its fullest, which has been such an opening for me to embrace my own sensitivities throughout my motherhood journey. It's this constant journey of acceptance and opening deeper as we notice and embrace our triggers. My nine-year-old, she woke screaming in the night. And it was night after night. She was wanting to sleep across my body whilst I'm also co-sleeping and breastfeeding her younger brother. She would howl and whine until the whole house was standing at her bedside in the middle of the night, wondering what on earth is wrong. After days of broken sleep, trying my hardest to understand her discomfort whilst feeling my own energy decline until I too was sick and miserable, my patience had slipped into frustration. And after trying for so long to be empathetic and understanding that she was in pain, she was sick, she was miserable, she had trouble sleeping, my frustration had me snapping at her when she tried to climb into my bed again in the middle of the night. No, just go to sleep. It can't be that bad. Leave me alone. I completely disregarded her big feelings in the hope that she could just turn them off and let me get some rest. She never did self-soothe. When she was a baby, my attempts to teach her to calm herself in her own bed always failed. I don't know why I would think that it would work suddenly now, but it reminded me of the time when I was at my worst, when I was the new mom with a sensitive toddler who read the separation anxiety and a new baby who needed every inch of me too. And this was a time when I was really close to losing everything that meant anything to me. My marriage, the happy, harmonious home that I now have, the circle of supportive family and friends that I've since called in. This was a time when I was always so angry. I was snapping at everyone. My husband copped it for trying to help me around the house. My sister copped it for trying to get me some dinner. My children had a mum that would scream and she was at her wit's end. I don't actually consider myself an angry person, but when I explode, I'm drenched in this shame that I hardly recognize myself. I've always been so chill, the calm one, the quiet one. Only those that know me the most have ever seen my rage unleashed. That's probably my parents and my siblings growing up, my husband behind the closed doors when we first got together and I was learning how to communicate without slamming furniture around the room. But when I'm pushed to hold space for such a stretched amount of time and when I have nothing left to give, I feel my breath get shorter, my skin crawls and I feel the heat rise in my body as my arms tense and my hands clench together and my throat closes over until I can't speak. I can only huff, growl and then I just will howl. 
a wild beast unleashed. She is hungry for something, yet she does not know what or how to reach that part of herself when she is unraveling from the mask that she's held tight to. Maintaining her composure for just a second too long without recognizing her own nature within needed to be seen. I have to run away and get out of sight to scream into a pillow or borrow my face into my arms, fold it up over my face before I fling everything and everyone within touching distance out of my way. I don't want to say something hurtful. I don't want to push my kids away. I don't want to scare my family when I throw something out of the blue. Rage is anger uncontrolled. When the reactions overcome you, it's like you have no say over how you're behaving in the moment. Instinct takes over and you are wild and unruly. Motherhood rage is real. We spend so much energy trying to meet expectations when we're birthed into motherhood, expectations of ourselves to be a good mom with the demands of a new baby needing every inch of you, every minute, and the morphing relationships in your life from your partner to your parents. Mother's needs are often brushed aside with little sleep, poor nutrition, and a healing body. There's not enough time given to the process these emotions that come with this shift in the modern society we need to acknowledge the hormonal rebalancing as our cycle realigns and finds a new path we need to acknowledge the nutritional depletion that needs to be rebuilt and nourished for a healing body that is most likely breastfeeding a new life you are completely building a new person from all that you have there is no room for the poor eating habits that are rife with new mums surviving of scraps and snacks that she can get in with one hand while she juggles a baby let's make space for the sleep pattern disturbances Need I say more? Sleep is so important for mood balance, immune modulation, stress management, and energy replenishment. It may be outside of your control when you're nurturing children 24-7, but there is room for rest and ways that we can incorporate safe sleeping while breastfeeding as well. We also must acknowledge the relationship changes and demands involved in going from a partnership to a family The demands and expectations and the responsibility shifts and the loss of the maiden self when all you needed to focus on before was you and your own needs and your relationship with one other is now a family dynamic. The motherhood portal must hold space for shifts of the physical self, the relationships around you, and a grieving of the old version of self that you are letting go of or morphing through into a new version of self. It can feel really lonely, like you've got no support system around you if the relationships you once relied upon now don't know how to fill the spaces that you require to be filled. Or perhaps your family is far away. Perhaps you feel like you can't trust another or the system to support you if you've been through, you've been let down through your birthing process, or now you want to do things differently from those around you because what you were taught from society or from your own parents and the way that you were raised doesn't align with your values and you are breaking cycles and doing things differently. And this feels like no one understands the way that you want to parent differently. 
As time moves forward, it can feel like you are stagnant in a cloud of monotonous tasks, the cooking, the cleaning, the shushing, the rocking, then to go through it all again day after long ass day. We see colleagues excelling and opportunities passing us by. As we put aside our careers, our prospects, our dreams, and what you thought your life could be to maintain the societal pressures to show up as the good mother or be the ambitious, successful woman. Why does it have to be this division of who we get to be? Triggers don't come out of the blue. Even if that's what it looks like looks like to others who see you exuding this calm presence all day and then you, you snap over one tiny request for another sippy drink, there is an underwater iceberg of unresolved issues and resentment that hasn't been acknowledged unprocessed emotions from the day that lead up to this moment motherhood depletion of basic needs required to function overstimulation of noise and too many devices playing different frequencies for the neurodiverse and the highly sensitive mamas repressed pleasure and creative outlets and even past life influences and generational patterns that you are now here being called to break these cycles and stop passing down their words and stories trust me you wouldn't be here listening to me now if this wasn't your mission in this lifetime this journey of magical mothering saved my motherhood from my inner rage monster I now notice my triggers and have a toolkit to process the shadow realms that surface again and again and every time it gets easier. In the heat of the moment, the best thing you can do is take space. Don't try and address your triggers or repeat mantras through deep breaths if it's not going to release the pent-up frustration and compensate for the rage just to get some, just get some room between you and others. Maybe you can leave the kids with a responsible adult and take a walk do a workout or do some gardening. Weeding's my go-to. Maybe you can use the element of water, a cold shower, or just running cold water over your wrist can help you cool off and reset your nervous system with that cold water. It's important to come back and apologize and redirect the guidance that needed to be delivered at that time of the trigger, but wait until the rage has left your body first. You don't want to be guiding your child through discipline or talking them through the actions that triggered you when you're still reeling. Come back to it when you're grounded and in control of yourself. So let's talk about some starting points to process the triggered emotional body. So first off, I want to talk about journaling. Daily journal check-ins help to figure out what's lying beneath your triggers and what's making your stress expand within until it explodes. So you could work out. Is it from rushing in the mornings? Is it the thought of other people's judgments? If you're about to go out for the day or see somebody you haven't seen in a while, parent in front of somebody. Is it a lack of connection and feeling like you don't know yourself anymore? That's a big one that comes up a lot for my clients. In a daily journal check-in, I would put the date, the moon and sun signs, the day of my cycle, the, my mantra for the day, like I am power or... Why am I so powerful? If you're looking at an affirmation instead of affirmations, which is something I've recently learned about and think is awesome. I'll talk more about that another day. And you can talk about how are you feeling about this? How are you feeling? 
at the end of the day, I might be able to find the time to circle back and delve into the habits that I maintained that strengthened me or the things that fell apart and my beliefs around why. Allowing time and space for extended journal practices or journaling sessions, even if that's just once a week, so that you can unlock old memories from your own childhood through free writing, releasing stuck emotions or stories that are underwriting the emotions that are exploding from not being processed. This untangles the anger and resentment from those that you're expressing it towards and helps you to process who you are angry with. Are you angry with yourself, your parents, society's expectations? Releasing the shame that you harbor when you push down emotions and don't acknowledge your own truth. And this returns your power. Returning your power comes first by recognizing where you feel powerless. The gold is in the dark. Meditation is another practice that is going to really support you. Simply taking five minutes of alone time in silence just to focus your breath and ground your energy brings a level of calm into your days. You can find a time that you can do this ritualistically every day. It may be waking up before the kids and doing it with a little one on the breast. So for me, I still I, I still wake up with a child on top of me. And so I will just take this moment as I wake before him to lay with him on my breast and just do my visualizations in the silence of the morning light. Okay. It may be after they fall asleep at night or in their morning nap times, if that's what works for you. Everyone is different and will find an individualized way to connect this into their days. To begin, I would find anchor points around the house. What do you do when you're feeling that rage building? For me, when I was in it, in the depths of all of this, um, I was living off five instant coffees a day and toddler scraps. So switching on the kettle became an anchor point for me to recognize you're looping, <laughs> you're looping back in again. You don't need coffee. You need to recognize your emotions. So that instead of switching on the kettle became take some breaths. Let's just, you know, get in touch with what's going on and feel this or take a step outside. Just reset through these anchor points. You could make it an anchor point is where you retreat when you're feeling overwhelmed. Do you go to the pantry? Do you retreat to your bed? Do you hide in the bathroom? So maybe you could stick up or post up an affirmation card to the wall on your bedside table or in the bathroom, in the toilet or inside the pantry just to connect you back to your breath, just to remind you to breathe. Also, know your needs. Something that really helped me is making a list of my needs and putting it up on the fridge. Questions like, have you drank water today? Have you eaten something substantial? Do you need to brush your teeth? What about your hair? Do you need to um, brush your hair to feel more human right now? Are you able to take a shower or step out for a walk around the block? Having a list up on my fridge in these early days helped to snap me back out of my spiral and get my physical body attended to. Another practice is simplifying your life. So this could be as easy as decluttering one small space, 
maybe just taking the rubbish out can give you a reset. Gives you less mess inside, plus a walk in the fresh air to the bin, some quiet for a moment if you get to leave the children inside and not have them all follow you. Also, what comes with simplifying your life is reviewing your calendar regularly to make sure that what is ahead of you is still aligned with your values. Remind yourself that it's okay to say no to events and commitments and reschedule or don't. If your energy isn't up for this right now, that's okay. By the time I had my third baby, I'd learnt my need to hibernate with my newborn. It was a season of resting and playing at home and inviting people into that space that that I felt safe with. It's building back the practices and meetups that fuel us as a family without burning out by overcommitting. Another thing is finding community. Building a circle is something that really helped me. I was honest with myself. I realized that I wasn't the only one who had these thoughts. They stopped being so taboo. And by being real, I found a village of mums who got me and I could be real with. I could hang out with them while my house is a mess. I can sit there and say nothing while watching our kids play together on the days I'm too tired to be social. Consider getting help. When I was going through this, I thought I had to do it all alone for the shame of admitting I wasn't coping, for not trusting the system after feeling betrayed by them and feeling all alone and misunderstood by people around me when I wanted to parent differently to what everyone else was doing. When dealing with complex triggers, depression and anxiety, getting professional help can be just what you need to get yourself back on track. Maybe you need someone to hold space for you. Maybe you're interested in clearing the emotions with energy work and delving into the shadows of your inner realms with the journeys into your family lineage or your soul realm memories in the Akashic Records. There's so much shame attached to motherhood rage. No one wants to bring it up or admit to screaming at their kids to get in the car before the play date. But the more we bring these topics into our conversations, the less we feel like we are the only ones. I struggled in solitude for a long time before I felt safe enough to trust another with my truth. But when I did, that's when everything shifted for me. Motherhood rage is real and you can change how you react. When you can't regulate your own responses, how are you going to teach your kids how to calmly react when they're feeling their own triggers? It's not something that you get a one-on-one healing for and you're done and changed. It's a process, a journey of unraveling your stories and accepting yourself where you're at over and over again. Thanks again for joining me, Dania Foster, on this Magical Mothering podcast. If you enjoy listening to my stories and philosophies, don't forget to click subscribe so you get an update on my next episode and share it with your friends. I would also love to invite you to circle with me in my next online collective where I hold space for our magical mothering journey with Sacred Container every full and new moon. If you'd like to have a more intimate container to work with me on becoming the grounded guide for your child, please visit me on my website, daniafoster.com. So much love and appreciation for you on your magical mothering journey.